Welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. I'm this guy. My name is Brent. I have been an English teacher in the United States for over 20 years. And the goal of this podcast is to help you improve your English. Before we get started, if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, would you mind leaving a like or a comment? It really helps other people find the podcast. Thank you so much, and I hope you learn a lot from this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my goodness, what's going on? It looks like we're live. Hope you're all doing well. If you're if you're watching us live, that's great. If you're watching on replay, we hope you're doing well. And if you're listening to the podcast, well, I also hope you're doing well. Looks like we've got some people here. I need to say hello to. How are you, dog person in the house? Oh, I'm trying to say your name correctly here. Then I'm not going to say it right. I'm sorry. Let me get my glasses on. Maybe I can say it correctly here. Vincivius. Vincivius, I hope. Alex is here. Freddie, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Looks like Modag is here. Harry, Apple the Frog. Welcome. So this lesson is going to be intense. I hope you have your your pencil or your pen, your notebook, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever you take notes with, because this could be pretty intense. Or maybe you just want to listen to a native English speaker speak, hopefully clearly, hopefully at a good pace for you, because this one is going to be intense. We have an article that we are going to read about red pandas. I also have some slides and I also have some sentences that we can practice some shadowing. So this is advanced. This is going to be intense. I hope you're ready for it. But if you stick with this lesson until the end, I think your English is going to be better. You may have to rewatch this. You may have to take a break, come back to it tomorrow, but this is going to be full of English. You might not know, or at the very least, it will be a good review for you. I think I saw Maria and Cecilia in here. I got to say hello to the Argentinian peeps. Hello. Welcome. Hamity's here. Hope everybody, Fayez is here. Welcome. So this is going to be a rather long one. Slovakia is in the house. Nice. The land of really good hockey players. Welcome. Welcome, Martina. Jonathan, how are you? From the U.S. Hey, that reminds me. 
at the end of this English lesson, I will give away a postcard. And the only thing you have to do is write a comment with postcard in it. So this is the state I live in, Maine. So if you want a postcard, just, just write postcard in there, postcard. And I will give it away towards the end of the lesson. We'll try to get some, some people in here that want that postcard. Yulia, how are you? Oh no, Fabio. Unfortunately, I can't watch the whole live lesson, but I'm definitely going to rewatch this. Yeah, I encourage you to. This is going to be a long one. So if you can only watch 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it's going to be intense. Your brain might need that break. But guess what? It will be on YouTube for forever, for as long as YouTube is around, unless I get blocked or something. But it should be around for a while. Hey, Taiwan's in the house. What's up, Yawin? Hey, my buddy Bob's in the house. Good day. Welcome. He lives in New Jersey. All right. Hope everyone is doing well. Let's get on. Why, why are there less people here? Are there less? Are there fewer people than normal? We just started. So who knows? People are busy. Hopefully they can watch on the replay. Let's do it. Let's get into it. So this, not fluffy, not yet. We will get to fluffy. Let's talk about these red pandas. Now, you may be saying, I don't care about red pandas. Well, don't worry. There will be a lot of English here that is not related to red pandas. But if you like red pandas, well, I have good news for you. So this is a um, science article. I wish I could share this with you, but my school pays for Newzella and I can only share it with people who go to my school. And I don't think anybody in this chat goes to my school. But we're going to be talking about these guys right here. They are super cute. They kind of look like raccoons. We'll talk about that animal in a minute. And the first thing I like to do when I read a new article is take a look at all of the pictures. If there are any pictures that might help me out, might help me understand what this article is about. So this is what we call a caption. It's what the it's, it's describing what the picture is. And here it says red pandas are classified as endangered and are legally protected in their home countries. So in English, if an animal is endangered, that means um, there aren't that many of them left. So we need to protect them. There's one more picture, I think. Look at this guy. Isn't he cute? Red panda. We're going to be talking about giant pandas in a little bit. But let's take a look at the caption for this picture. Red pandas evolved to spend their lives in trees. I think there is a typo there. It should say trees. And that might be the only picture. All right. Oh, was that? A, we're going to talk about bamboo. This is another article, but that's what giant pandas look like. Wait a second. Those aren't giant pandas. Those look like people dressed up as giant pandas. All right, here we go. 
let's read this little introduction. And those highlighted words are words that I thought you might find difficult or they're words I thought we should talk about a little more. So what I am going to do is read the paragraph and then we'll discuss. And if you have a question about anything in the article, put it in the chat and I will do my best to answer it. Have you ever seen a red panda with their cute, fluffy faces and funny hijinks? They've become internet superstars. Here are some fascinating facts about these adorable animals. So that's the paragraph. But I thought, I thought fluffy might be new for you. So what I wanted to do was put a picture or two of some things that are fluffy. Now on the left there, you might see some clouds. I, I would call those fluffy clouds. And you see that cat on the right? That would be a fluffy cat. And then the blanket that they're on, that, that might be fluffy. Also, you might like to sleep with fluffy pillows. So fluffy, it, it, it's got some height to it. Fluffy pillows. In fact, my wife, Jamie and I, we have to go pillow shopping later today. Jamie, she woke up this morning and she said, my pillows are flat. I need better pillows. My neck hurts. This, this part of your body is your neck. So her neck, her neck hurts. So we're going pillow shopping later on. How fun. But you want your pillows to be fluffy. I like my pillows a little flatter, but not completely flat. So fluffy and the opposite is flat. I hope that helps. Now, there was another word in that paragraph that I thought might be difficult, and that is hijinks. Now, that is an older saying. You might not hear that as much, but I hope this definition helps you. Hijinks, it's a little old-fashioned, but it means fooling around, playing around, having fun, playing pranks, nothing too serious here. Nobody is going to get hurt from hijinks. Let's say there is a kid, maybe he's 11 years old, 11-year-old kid, and he has a birthday party. Some of his friends come over, and they're fooling around, they're messing around, nothing illegal, nobody is going to get seriously hurt, but they're probably playing jokes on each other, playing pranks on each other. That's hijinks. That's hijinks. All right. Any, oh, Alex, never heard of red pandas. Yeah, it's not the most common animal, but now you'll know. And you'll know a way more common animal, which is raccoon in English. And uh, we'll talk about, you probably don't have red pandas in your country. You probably don't. No, I've not, uh, Bob. I've not tried my pillow. My pillow is, is kind of a funny, uh, funny meme, I guess, here in the United States. But I've not tried my pillow. What is that? A newborn chicken. 
Freddy. We could call that Fluffy. We call that little guy or or little little girl also a chick. So little chick, yeah, they're fluffy. They're fluffy. All right, well, happy birthday to your mom, Apple the Frog, in Thailand, I think, right? All right, just check and see. Aw. I've watched on free streaming sites. They're not my cup of tea, Ario. Okay, okay. Mode, if I can teach Mode Ag something, he's never heard of hijinks, then my job is done. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. All right, let's get back to the article, if I can find it here. There it is. Next paragraph. So in the bold, in the darker letters, we call that a subheading. And it helps you understand what the next part of the article is going to be about. So pandas are more like raccoons. If you don't know the uh, what a raccoon looks like, or at least the English, don't worry. You will. Here we go. Like giant pandas, red pandas live in the mountainous forests of Asia. Both animals eat bamboo, too. But while the two animals share a name and a favorite food, they're not closely related. So if two things are closely related, it means they are a lot alike. And we also use this with with family members. So you are related to your sister. You are, excuse me, related to your mother. You are related to your brother. So very similar, almost the same. You share what we call in English DNA. So red pandas, giant pandas, they both eat bamboo. I have a picture of bamboo and I have a picture of a giant panda, but they're not that closely related. They're not a lot alike. Let's see here. I think I got another picture for you. Oh, we haven't talked about these guys yet. It's in the next one. We're going to talk about skunks, raccoons, and weasels. That's the next paragraph. What else of this in this paragraph do we have to look at? And of course, anybody who has a question about anything in that paragraph, let me know. In yellow, I highlighted mountainous. That's how you pronounce that, mountainous. And it's the adjective form of mountain. So in English, you probably know what a mountain is. Just a really high hill. But if you want to describe something that has mountains, you could call it mountainous. Mountainous. Now, right now in my English class, where I teach at school, we're talking about the Caucasus. Those are a type of mountains or a name of mountains. Does anybody in this chat live near the Caucasus? If you do, you probably live in a country like Turkey or Armenia or Azerbaijan or Georgia, the Caucasus. We could describe those countries as mountainous, at least part of those countries as mountainous because they are near the Caucasus. All right. Checking the chat, making what? Making sure um, there are no questions so far. Oh, Harry. 
Rocket Raccoon. Love him. Love him. He is from the movie series Guardians of the Galaxy. And Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out pretty soon, I think, right? Maybe the end of this year. Ooh, Modeg says, that couldn't be further from the truth. That is another way to say, nope, that's wrong. That couldn't be further from the truth. Love it. Well, Apple the Frog, I'm so glad you asked that question. What do red pandas eat? We're going to talk about that. They eat bamboo. And if you've never, or if you don't know what bamboo is in English, I'll show you a picture and you'll probably think, oh, well, I know what that is in Thai. Now I know what it is in English. All right, let's get back to the article. That paragraph, I think we're good. We talked about mountainous. We talked about closely related. Look at this one right up here. Scientists now place red pandas in their own family called the... Now, I wanted to point this out. I'm an English teacher. I don't know how to say that word. I don't know what that word is. Do I care? No, I do not. I am not a scientist. I'm reading this. I will probably never see this word again unless I go and study red pandas. So you can figure out what this word is, aluridea. It is probably from the Latin. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, but it's not a very common word. With context clues, I know that this is the family that red pandas are in. And a family is a group that scientists use to classify living things. But I'm not going to stop and think about that word too much. It's not common. So I'm going to move on. Red pandas are probably more closely related to skunks, raccoons, and weasels. Giant pandas actually belong to the bear family. So a family is a group of animals that are closely related. Let's talk about these animals here. Skunks, raccoons, and weasels. I have pictures. I have pictures. The first one, you don't want to be near, you don't want to be near this guy. It's a skunk. And we do have skunks in my neighborhood and they smell really bad, but they are really cute. I do think they are cute. I just don't want to be near them. They will pee on you and their pee smells really bad. Let me know in the comments if you have skunks where you live. I don't think we have that many skunks. Mm, Turkey's in the house. And I know Turkey is a big country. So if you live in the eastern part, you might live in the Caucasus. If you live in the western part, uh, probably not. Mega, what's going on? Hope you're doing well. Yeah, skunks. Nasty. Ugly. Not ugly, but just nasty. Audie the tie. Can we call the giant water lizard an alligator? Yeah. In English, we have 
alligators and we have crocodiles. I don't really know the difference though. I have heard that only the state of Florida has both crocodiles and alligators, but I'm sure most people can't tell the difference. So alligator, crocodile, it works for both. Yawen, you are lucky if you have never seen a skunk in your life. I have a friend. He lives right up the hill from me. And he has four daughters. And they have a dog. And the dog went out at night to use the bathroom, as dogs sometimes do. And guess what? Their dog was sprayed by a skunk. And the dog came back into the house. Their whole house stunk of skunk. They thought they cleaned everything up. But when the girls went to school, the school asked the girls to go home. They called the parents and said, you need to come get your kids. They smell so bad. It was pretty embarrassing, but you do need to be careful of skunks in my neighborhood. Yeah. Apple the Frog says skunks can spray pee on people and it's really disgusting. I couldn't agree more. Yes. Yes. All right. In Turkey, Martina says we don't have skunks in my country as far as I'm concerned. Just in zoos, I think. Yeah, I think that might be correct. Oh. Yeah. Vincivius, uh, they didn't think it was funny. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. Yeah, my friend didn't think, well, we laugh about it now. That's why I'm, yeah, that's why I'm telling the joke or the story. We laugh about it now, but the parents were very embarrassed. They didn't, they didn't know. They didn't know. All right, the next animal is a raccoon. Now, if you look at a picture of a, oh, there's skunks in the tropics. I didn't know that. If you look at um, the picture of the red panda, when the article comes back up, they look a lot like raccoons. And guess what? In my neighborhood, we also have raccoons. And please let me know in the chat. Do you have raccoons where you live? I think these animals are more around the world than skunks. The raccoon, again, very cute. But the problem that people in my neighborhood have, my brother doesn't live too far from me and he keeps his trash outside all week. My trash is kept in a garage, but he leaves his trash outside. And if he doesn't put a brick or a heavy rock on the lid of his trash can, raccoons will get inside and dig inside his trash and they will make a mess. So raccoons, again, a very cute animal, but be careful. And the last of those animals that are mentioned is a weasel. And I don't think we have weasels where I live. Make that picture a little bigger so you can see. I don't think we have weasels where I live. Please let me know in the chat. Do you have weasels? All right. Regis is saying there are no skunks in France. 
That is good. That is good. But I don't think we have weasels in Maine. Now, you might hear weasel in everyday English when we are not talking about the animal. A weasel is usually a guy that you can't trust. Maybe a weasel is a guy who cheated on his wife. Maybe a weasel is a guy who stole money from his work or something like that. And you might hear a couple sentences like this. I don't trust that man. He is such a weasel. You might hear that. We don't usually call women weasels. It's mostly guys. But again, a very cute animal, but maybe an animal you can't trust. If you ever hear a person called a weasel, it's not a good thing. Probably can't trust that person. Sometimes we say people who sell cars for a living. You might hear used car salesmen. People who sell cars for a living, they have the reputation for being dishonest. So you might hear people who sell used cars described as weasels. I don't know. I have a friend who sells cars. He's a very nice man, but rip off, rip off. Do you know that um, phrasal verb? He ripped me off kind of like they took money from me and bear was also mentioned but i have a feeling most people know bear that might be one of the first words you learn in english but i thought maybe we should look at a bear that is a brown bear i believe i believe that is a picture of a brown bear in english we have something called polar bears those are the bears that live in uh, cold places and their fur or hair. When it's an animal, we call it the fur, not, not the hair. Um, it's white. Polar bears have white fur. That is a brown bear. And where I live, we have bears, but we have black bears. Black bears. Again, if you um, want a postcard... Just leave a comment in the chat that says postcard and I will draw one later. Maine Black Bears. That's our team. That's our sports team. Our college team is the Maine Black Bears. All right, let's get back to the article. Back to the article. Where is it? Boom. There it is. So we're going to go into the next paragraph and we have this sentence right here carnivores but they eat meat well let's talk about what a carnivore is unless somebody knows in the chat what's a carnivore we have carnivores herbivores omnivores no bears in brazil i'm glad to hear that hey danny it's okay you're a little late but Regis filled us in. No skunks in France. If Iez wants a postcard, I will do that drawing at the end 
You are the first entry, my friend. Your chances are good right now. So let's talk about carnivores. What are carnivores? Look at this. Carnivores are animals who eat meat. So red pandas are carnivores, sort of, sort of. We also have something called herbivores. That's how we pronounce that. Those are animals that eat plants. And we also have something called omnivores. I'm an omnivore. An omnivore is an animal that eats both plants and animals. Omnivores. You know, think of a bear. They will probably eat plants if they have to, but I bet they'd rather eat some meat, I think. Dogs, right? They probably would rather eat meat. But my dog eats grass sometimes. Yeah. But I eat both plants and animals. Carnivores eat meat. Herbivores eat plants. Omnivores, they eat anything. They eat anything. All right, the next one here. Let me share. It would be helpful, right, if I share this. Make it big. Red pandas are actually carnivores, which are animals that eat meat. So they have cat-like facial features and teeth. But red pandas switched to a bamboo-based diet more than 2 million years ago. Facial. That might be a tough one. Facial. Facial is an adjective that describes something to do with the face. So they talked about the facial features. Made it look kind of like a cat. Their facial features definitely look like a raccoon. Facial, right there. Facial can be used as an adjective. Facial features, like we just saw. But it can also be used as a noun. You could go to the spa for a facial. And it looks like this man is receiving a facial. And that means he is having treatment done to his face. Facial. Hope that helps. I mean, it almost looks like face, doesn't it? Almost looks like face. We are omnivores. Yes, Harry. Some people decide to be herbivores and they only eat vegetables. But yes, humans, we are born omnivores. Oh, Maria says, which animals eat everything? Rich people. We are animals. Yes, we are. We are animals for sure. Ooh, Maria's name is in orange now. I'm looking at a different chat, so I can't see all of the... I can't see all of the names and the colors of the names, I should say. But uh, glad to see that. It's in orange. Yeah, you'll see that channel members are in green. And I uh, want to give a nice shout out to all the channel members. Hey, I don't do this very often, but just for a couple minutes, 
we can go to uh, members only chat. Bob the Canadian does that sometimes. We don't have as many people in here as Bob the Canadian, so we won't go members only chat for too long. But just as a thank you to all the channel members, let's do a couple minutes of members only, and then I promise we'll get everybody back in in just a minute. All right, the next part of the article, let's get that back there. Biologically, you see that in green? That's a tough one. Biologically. Bio, anytime you see bio in English, think of life, okay? Bio. Biologically, they are, they're a carnivore. So Sarah Glass, she works with red pandas at Zoo Knoxville in Tennessee. Red pandas have teeth designed for ripping and shredding. But somehow along the way, they decided bamboo was a better choice. Bamboo doesn't run away. It's always green and you can always find it, Glass said. So where red pandas live, they have a lot of bamboo. They have a lot of bamboo. And in that paragraph, they mentioned Tennessee. If you don't know where the state of Tennessee is, I actually have a picture right there for you. We would say that Tennessee is in the southern part of the United States. Some famous cities in Tennessee are Memphis, Knoxville, and Nashville. So if you've ever heard of any of those cities, they are located in Tennessee. There was also a verb there, shredded. I do want to talk about this for a minute. And they also mentioned ripping. So ripping and shredding, the verbs are almost the same. It's like tearing. We have something in English called a paper shredder. And that makes paper really, really small. We also have something called shredded cheese shredded cheese that is the type of cheese you might see on the top of a pizza ripping and shredding are basically the same shredding might make smaller pieces they're they're basically the same tearing ripping shredding but there are a couple Ways we use slang, or I should say, there are a couple ways we use shred as slang. If someone has a lot of muscles and very little fat, we might call them shredded. So someone who goes to the gym a lot, they work out, they have muscles. I am not shredded. I wish I could use myself as an example. But uh, I am not shredded. But I know some of you in the chat, you like to work out. You like to lift the weights. You might call yourself shredded. Shredded. Okay? I don't have a picture of a man or a woman who is shredded. But I'm sure you can imagine someone who is shredded. 
Maybe one day I'll get shredded, but I'm a little too busy teaching English. Oh my goodness. Leticia, a super chat. Thank you for making my Sundays more interesting. Well, that makes me so happy to hear. I'm so glad that I am uh, teaching somebody something. I know Mode Eggs said earlier, I taught him something. Love to hear that. Thank you so much for the super chat. Got a little something for you here. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Uh, That does help out a lot. Thank you so much. Very nice of you. Shredded. Maybe one day I'll get shredded. Let us know in the chat. Are you shredded? That would be amazing if you are. If you're shredded, you're probably very healthy. I also have another way that we use shredded as slang. If someone plays guitar really well and really fast, we might say they shred. So another way to use that verb, like, oh, they totally shred on the guitar. One of my favorite guitarists, he passed away a couple years ago, but he was very famous. If you are around my age, you might not know Eddie Van Halen. He was in a band called Van Halen, and he was very good. He could shred. He could shred. Jimi Hendrix, another one of my favorite guitarists. He can shred. He can shred. All right, check in the chat. Any questions on shred? Cetus here. Welcome. Cecilia. Cecilia is shredded. Yes, Cecilia is shredded. Nice. I know Cecilia works out quite a bit. I think Maria, Maria runs marathons too. Maria is shredded, I believe. Cut. We also might say cut. If you can see the muscles in somebody's arm, you might also call them cut. Cut and shredded work well. All right, what else should we discuss in this article? Plenty more, plenty more. Let's get rid of all this stuff. Make it bigger. Oh, bamboo. I think we should talk about bamboo, shouldn't we? Let's bring bamboo up here. Just in case you don't know, that's what bamboo looks like. It's a plant. The article told us it was always green. And the animal in the picture is a giant panda. Or you might just hear panda. So that is a giant panda or a panda, not a red panda. Hope that helps. Cute animal. But I heard you do not want to get too close to those guys because they could shred you. They could literally rip you, tear you, shred you if they wanted. They look cute. Don't make them mad, though. Don't make them mad. All right. Next one here. Let's go. Where are we? Make it nice and big. Let me move this up a little bit too, because we are right at the top of the page now. To manage their bamboo diet, red pandas gained adaptations. That might be a big word for you. Adaptations. If you look right here, we do have context clues 
that will tell you exactly what adaptations are. Adaptations are changes in a living thing that help it survive in its environment. So over time, adaptations are changes. One of these change, one of those changes, sorry, one of those adaptations was the pseudo thumb. Uh-oh, we need to talk about what pseudo is. Red pandas use it to grasp bamboo when feeding. We need to talk about adaptations and we need to talk about pseudo thumbs. Can we, I don't think we can see a th- pseudo thumb here. But let's talk about what they are. Let me get this picture up for you. Nope, don't have a picture of that. But I do have this sentence. Adaptations, we know from the article, are changes. But did you also know we have adaptations also happen when books are made into movies? Adaptations. So the book comes out first, and then that book will be changed a little bit and made into a movie. So you might see in English, like the movie title, and then it will say adapted from the book or something like that. So anytime you hear adaptation, that's the noun. Adapted is the verb. It means some sort of change happened. Humans, we've had some adaptations. Oh no, guess what? I don't talk about my kids too much, but guess what? My son went to the dentist last week. We found out he needs to have his wisdom teeth removed. Wisdom teeth. Those are the four teeth that come in later in life. Your wisdom teeth. So think about you or the people you know when they were 16, 17, 18. They had to have some teeth pulled. In English, we call them wisdom teeth. And the adaptation that humans have gone through is that at one time we ate, you know, uncooked meat, tough trees, branches, plants. Our jaws, this part of our body is the jaw, it's become smaller over time. We've adapted. We do not need those big jaws to chomp down on bone. Chomp down. It's another way to say bite really hard. Chomp down. So our jaws have become smaller, but we still have teeth that grow. So my son needs to have his wisdom teeth removed this summer. Hey, please let me know in the chat. Did you have to have your wisdom teeth removed? Wisdom teeth removed. My wisdom teeth came out at age 21. That is late. My daughter had her wisdom teeth removed at 13. How many people in this chat still have their wisdom teeth? Most people have to have their wisdom teeth removed. All four members of my family have had their wisdom teeth removed, or my son will have his wisdom teeth removed. Yeah. 
Freddie, in English, I think we call it the World Wildlife Federation in English, and the giant panda that is their mascot or that is their their label. Oh my gosh, Regis. Look at that English she's using right there. Regis in France says, I have bamboo in my garden. It's a very invasive plant. I wish I had red pandas to eat it. That's good. Maybe we should talk about that big word that Regis used, invasive. Invasive is when a plant or an animal comes to a part of the world that they're not supposed to be in because they don't have any predators. A predator is an animal that eats it. So in, we'll talk about the places where red pandas live in parts of Asia. There, when bamboo grows, there are animals that eat it. In France, there are no animals that eat it. So bamboo can grow pretty fast. And you don't have any way to get rid of it unless you do it yourself. Kudzu. I'm not sure if anyone is from Korea in the chat, but in places like Tennessee, in the southern part of the United States, there is this invasive plant called kudzu. It came from Korea. In Korea, there are animals that eat kudzu. In the United States, no animals eat kudzu. So that plant will grow and grow and grow. It will grow over cars. It will grow over houses if it is not cut back. English phrasal verb there, cut back. All right, I'm looking at wisdom teeth. Yawin. My wisdom teeth have been removed more than 30 years ago. I almost forgot. Yeah, it can be a pretty traumatic experience. Trauma. It can be really rough because you have to be put to sleep. That's what we call it when the doctor gives you medicine and you pass out to have an operation. So you have to be put to sleep your teeth are yanked. Do you know that verb? It means to pull quickly, yank. And there's a lot of blood. And uh, you can't eat food for like a week. Yeah, it can be pretty traumatic. Pretty traumatic. Oh, you don't have any wisdom teeth. So it's rare. But some people never get wisdom teeth or their jaw is big enough and they don't have to have them removed. Interesting. Mega. Mega's very young though. So maybe her wisdom teeth will be removed later. I don't know. I, at 21, I probably didn't have to have my wisdom teeth removed, but I wanted to just in case they caused problems later. So I had them removed pretty late in life. Whoa, Sita still has her wisdom teeth. Congratulations. Nice. All right. Oh, France, we don't have any. You don't have any bamboo in your part of France? 
Love it. No wisdom teeth. Uh, Audi. I have seen pictures of Audi. Audi is shredded. I can say for certain Audi is shredded. Nicely done. All right, let's get back to the article here. We got to talk about flexible. Flexible. Oh, and occasionally. This is a tough article. Pseudo. Pseudo. We should talk about that right now. Pseudo. I have a sentence or a definition for you. I think I do. Yeah. Pseudo. It means fake or not real. So these pandas, in case you don't know, this is what a thumb is in English. And a pseudo thumb would mean it's not really a thumb that these pandas have, but I think they use the verb grasp. So they grasp bamboo with, with their fake thumb. Pseudo, anytime you hear that in English, think fake, not real, pseudo, pseudo. Hopefully that helps. All right, let's make this a little bigger. Next paragraph. I'll move it up a little bit. Red pandas also kept their carnivores' digestive system. We need to talk about digestive system. The digestive system is how our body uses food. The mouth, the throat, and stomach are some parts of the digestive system. Earlier, I talked about this part of my body as my neck. So the outside is my neck. I'm touching my neck right now. I can't touch my throat. My throat is what we call the inside of the neck. It's where the food goes down to the stomach. So I thought you would know mouth. I thought you would know stomach, throat. It's the inside. The inside of your neck. Hope that makes sense. So the digestive system is how we get rid of food. How we eat it, how we chew it. Teeth, they are actually part of the digestive system. We chew our food, we swallow. That's the verb. I'm going to swallow some water. Did you hear me gulp? Gulp. That's the sound you might hear when someone is swallowing. Ooh, I hope I hope this is not too much English. Luckily, I did say advanced, advanced. And then um, we're going to get to another hard word here. Occasionally. It's a hard one to define. Red pandas also kept their carnivores digestive system. The digestive system is the collection of organs that take in food and turn it into products the body can use. Because of its digestive system, a red panda has to eat almost a third of its body weight in bamboo each day. They'll occasionally eat fruits, insects, and bird eggs too. Occasionally. I thought that might be a tough one. And occasionally, 
That is a tough word to define. It means maybe three or four days a week or every so often. Occasionally. That was the best definition I could come up with. If somebody says they occasionally drink coffee, it could be three or four days out of the week. Not every day. But I occasionally go to the beach. That might be three or four times a year. Occasionally is really hard to define. It just means not all of the time. Occasionally. I occasionally live stream in the middle of the week, sometimes on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, do a live lesson in the middle of the week, occasionally. So occasionally, it's a tough one to define, as I've said a couple times. Let's see, probably some more with this article, make it a little bigger here. Hey, don't forget, we are, we're almost done with the article. And if you would like a postcard, I will draw a name for a postcard at the end of this lesson. Just make sure you write postcard in the chat. Okay. Leave a comment that says postcard and I might draw your name. How many people? Only two people so far. So your odds are good. Your odds are good. Ah, Cecilia, thank you so much. You are a super English teacher. Thank you. Yeah, I thought um, on Instagram, it's hard for me to teach in a short period of time, but a live lesson for an hour, I think people who really want to learn English watch this channel because they aren't quick lessons. They're, they're kind of deep. I think Maria, I think she does run marathons, doesn't she? Didn't, didn't you say that? Oh, another entry for a postcard. Yeah. Let's go. Post. Oh, hey, um, Vinci, my friend from Brazil, make sure postcard is one word. Okay. You can just copy and paste this if you want, because it has to be one word for, my software to enter you. So rewrite that. Okay. Postcard, postcard. We should have some more entries now. Oh, let's see. Yeah, make sure it's one word. Okay. Postcard, postcard. If you could write that again, because for some reason I only have two entries and I know we have more people that have said postcard. So let's see, we'll get that. We'll get that going here. I can put that up on the screen too and show you. We'll, we'll draw for that in just a minute. Put that on the screen. Okay. So if you would like a postcard, just put postcard right there. If you already wrote it, please write it again. And hopefully it will collect it. Last time I had to choose a name, Freddie. I sent Freddie's postcard out. 
earlier this week, but why is it not working? Look at, see, we should have some people already. If not, I will find, see a lot of postcards right there. Why is it not showing up? Come on, StreamYard. You are failing me. It says no entries. Look at all the postcards. I probably did something wrong. Let me try one more time. I have used this uh, giveaway tool before, and it has worked really well. And it's not doing that today. StreamYard. All right, a couple more, a couple more. And then we are almost done. Maybe I'll just have to pick one from the chat. But I want to teach you this body part here you might not be familiar with, and that is ankles. Ankles. We need to bring up the article, don't we? Ankles. Red pandas are skilled treetop navigators. They have sharp claws like a cat, which they use to grip slippery tree branches. They also use their bushy tails to help keep their balance. Red pandas are very, have very flexible ankles. They allow the red pandas to climb down a tree headfirst. They are one of the few animals who can do this. So head first is exactly what it sounds like. You go head first. So when they are climbing down a tree, their head is below their legs. They're climbing down head first. We also had something in that article that said flexible, flexible. I thought that might be a tough word for people, but if somebody is flexible, they are like this woman. You can see her stretching her body, flexible, bendable. If you can make your legs go like that, you're probably pretty flexible. We also use flexible in another way. And that means you can do different things easily. Like if you're a teacher, you need to be flexible. You may have to change your plans because one day we might have a fire drill. A fire drill is when everybody has to leave the building because we are preparing in case the building had a fire. I might be teaching in my class and then there is a fire drill. I have to be flexible. I have to be willing to stop my lesson and we change things for some jobs. You need to be able to work flexible hours. If you have a job where you have to be flexible, you might have to work Monday one week, but the next week you have Monday off. Sometimes you might work in the morning. Sometimes you work at night. Sometimes you work on the weekends. That's another way in English we use flexible. It means it, it changes flexible. Or you could be like this woman 
and just be able to bend your body into different positions that is flexible. And in case you didn't know, ankles, that body part, that is what we call ankles. Did you know that? Did you know that part of your body? Ankles. All right. Let's see how we're doing here with the giveaway tool. It says we have zero entries. All right. I'm going to have to do what I did last week. So I do want to give this postcard away. I'm going to look in the chat. The first person I see who has said postcard, I'm going to pick them. Freddie Wolf last week. This week, oh, the first one I saw was Ken. Ken. Okay, that's the first person my eyes landed on. So, Ken, get with me on Instagram, and I will send you this postcard. I think you live in Japan, right, Ken? So, in the description, there is a link to my Instagram. Just send me a direct message, or or uh, you're a member, channel member. So um, send me a private message on Discord if you would like, okay? Just somehow, or I might be able to send you one. All right. I hope, uh-oh, your mom is talking. Hey, you got you to gotta listen to your mom. Some things are more important than English. Your mom is one of them. All right, so uh, just reading some things in the chat. Okay, let me, let me, let me practice. Vinicius, Vinicius. I will work on that. I will work on that. My friend from Brazil. All right. You guys are amazing. If you have stuck with this entire English lesson, I hope it has been helpful. I know it has been advanced. So maybe rewatch this. If you have any questions as you're rewatching, leave them in the comments. I should be able to answer those questions. Virginia. Oh, wait. You live in Virginia? I'm sorry, Ken. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I knew, we talked a while ago. Now I remember. Now I remember. You had a question about living in the United States that I hope I answered. All right. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, hour-long English lesson. Hey, I didn't know Aroni was in here. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. Hope this was helpful. I'll see you next week or maybe in the middle of the week with another live English lesson. Adios, amigos. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, what is going on? Hope everyone is doing well. I hope it sounds okay. Have a little music playing in the background. I hope you like it. If you don't like it, let me know in the chat. But today, we are going to talk about English vocabulary words you might use when talking about a pet. 
let me know in the chat. Do you have a pet? I have a pet. I don't have a pet, actually. There is a dog who lives in my house. Neither one of those are the dogs that live in my house. But I have a dog that lives in my house. He's a puppy still. We'll talk about puppy in a little bit. But yeah, if you have a pet, let me know in the chat because we are talking about pets today. Freddie Wolf, what is going on? He is from France. He is here to learn some English. Casey, hope you're doing well. You know what? I saw Audie the tie in there. Apple the frog is here. Yulia, welcome. Yeah, so let's talk about some pets. I will also have some sentences for you. They will show up on the screen and you can work on your shadowing with those sentences. So let's talk a little bit about pets. Meg is here. What's going on? Samihai, I hope you're doing well. Blissful Mummy's back. Don't have a pet right now. Blissful Mummy doesn't have a pet right now. Maybe that's why she's blissful. If somebody has a lot of bliss, they're full of happiness. I know sometimes pets can cause frustration. Frustration. They can make you angry. Yes, I agree. Let's talk about some pets. Ooh, Thomas. Wait a second. You have a horse, a dog, and two cats. That's a lot of pets, in my opinion. Nice. All right, so I hope that this will help you. Fafa, hope you're doing well. Casey says, I do not have a pet. I used to have a dog. She was poisoned by God knows who. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. I mean, I have a pet that lives in my house. I don't exactly like them that much. I do. I, I like them. Okay. But I would not want them to be poisoned. Taiwan's in the house. Welcome. Welcome. No, we just started. We, we are three minutes into the lesson, which kind of probably means we should talk about the lesson, right? Wait one second, one second. I do need to give a huge thank you to Amina. She left a super chat before we started. Let me get rid of all this stuff here so that we can see Amina's super chat. She was very kind. It was a very nice, very nice super chat. So let me give a little bit of this right here. Thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, Amina, thank you so much. That means so much. She says that uh, she's working today, but she will probably watch on replay. So a big shout out to anyone watching on replay, anyone listening to the podcast. All right, let's do this. The first word, vocabulary term you might hear when talking about pets is adopt, adopt. So let's say you don't have a pet. You might go to a place called an animal shelter. I think that's the next one. Yeah. You might go to a place called an animal shelter. That is where dogs, cats, 
maybe a few other animals will stay if they don't have any owners. There will be people there who will take care of them, but you can go there and the verb we use is to adopt. So if you take a cat or a dog home with you from a shelter, we would say you have adopted that pet. You are now that pet's owner. And I have a sentence for you right here. It says you could go to an animal shelter and adopt a pet. You could go to an animal shelter and adopt a pet. So those are our first two English vocabulary terms we use with pets. Here's another term that you might hear, stray. A stray animal is an animal that is walking the streets and they don't have an owner. Maybe they got lost. Maybe their owner didn't want them anymore. We would call that animal a stray. You might have a stray cat. You might have a stray dog. An animal shelter is where stray pets will end up. Now, I wanted to introduce that phrasal verb to you because we use it quite often in English. It doesn't have really anything to do with pets. I mean, you could use it with pets. I just did. But let's talk a second about end up. If you don't know that English phrasal verb, well, guess what? You will. You will right here. End up, it means like the final place. Got a couple sentence for you. Now, I don't think this is you, but let's say a very bad person is doing bad things. If you don't stop doing bad things, you will end up in jail. So it's like the final thing. After many things, it's the final thing. Now this one, I hope is true for you. I'm going to use end up in another way. Hopefully, you will end up studying English for the rest of your life and become really good at it. End up. End up. So by the end of this English lesson, I hope you end up learning many terms we use with pets end up. It's a phrasal verb we use all the time. Doesn't just have to be with pets. All right, back to the pets though. We talked about shelter. Now let's talk about breed. Breed. A dog breed is the type of dog it is. We have poodles. One of the dogs in that picture is a poodle. The one all the way on the right, the white dog. Poodles, Great Danes. That darker dog on the left, it's a Great Dane. You might also hear in English boxers or French bulldogs. So the breed of dog is the type of dog it is. But if you know anything about dogs, most of them probably aren't purebred. 
We'll talk about that word in a minute. If a dog is purebred, they are only one breed. So a poodle, its father was a poodle. Its mother was a poodle. It is a purebred poodle. You might hear this term though. Mutt. Mutt. A mutt is what we call a dog with different breeds. And if you go to the shelter, most of those animals will be mutts. It's usually a little more expensive to get a purebred dog. That's in the United States. And I also think that is every country. So if your dog has only one breed, it is a poodle. It is a Great Dane. It is an English bulldog. It's going to be purebred and a little more expensive for you to buy. Fayez is here. Hey, Betty Lou, welcome. All right. I, I, I think the music is also relaxing for me. I love to put it on when I'm studying, when I'm studying my Italian. I see talk Italian with Errone is here. And um, when I'm putting together a lesson for you, I will often put on lo-fi music. That's what we call it in English. That's the music that's playing in the background. It's probably called lo-fi in your language too, right? Fayez, yes. The dog that I own, the dog that my wife owns is not purebred, but its parents were purebred. So it was a French bulldog and a pug. Those are a couple types of breeds. And the dog we have in our house is a frug. F-R-U-G. Frug. Renata has not had a dog in a long time. I wish I could say the same. Um, Blissful Mummy. Hey, um, we don't usually use... The question is, can we use hybrid instead of mutt? And we don't. We don't usually use this for animals. Hybrid. We might use it for a vehicle, for a car. And hybrid means it has a little bit of two or more things. So a hybrid car will run on electricity, but it will also run on gas. So it seems like we could use that for dogs that are, are mutts, but we don't. Oh, hey, Freddie Wolf, wait. We're going to talk about cage. We're going to talk about crate. So his question is, is a cage and an animal shelter similar? No, no. Animal shelter is the actual building you would go to to adopt your pet. Now, they might be kept in cages or kennels or crates. And we are going to talk about all three a little bit later in the lesson. Okay, I'm glad. Ray, hopefully um, this question came up at least twice. 
So hopefully is mutt the same as hybrid? No, we don't use those for dogs. Yeah, for the most part, at least a dog you would have in your house. No. Renata, have you seen? Actually, we're not going to use kibble. We're not going to talk about kibble. So let's, Renata has a question about kibble and that is not one of my slides. So let's talk about it right now. Hey Brent, I have a real quick question. I hope you see it. I did. What does kibble mean? I won't send it again. It's okay. Please don't spam the chat. But if I missed your question, put it in again. Maybe I will see it. Kibble. It's almost like a little treat you give to a dog or a cat. Kibble. It's going to be small. Probably just one or two pieces. But it's what a dog can eat. Or a cat. And it's usually special. Some people might use it as giving their dog some kibble as a meal, but it's usually just like little special treats. It's food. Definitely food. Chef Cat's in here. Hope you're doing well. The next one is breeder. The next one is breeder. So you can have dog breeds, but a dog breeder is someone who owns dogs, lets them have babies, and then sells those babies. That is a breeder. I have a sentence for you. A breeder is a person who cares for purebred puppies and sells them. We're going to talk about puppies in a little bit. Those are just baby dogs. So a breeder is someone who owns purebred dogs. They let them mate. They let them have babies. They take care of the puppies for usually eight weeks, and then they sell them. A breeder. We bought our dog from a breeder. That breeder had a French bulldog and had a pug. Those two dogs made a baby, and we got one of the babies. We got one of the puppies. A breeder. And it looks like the people in the picture, they look like they really care for those dogs. So a breeder is going to care for the dogs. We're going to talk about a place that doesn't care for dogs, but a breeder is a good term. That is a good person. When you hear breeder, think good person. We're going to talk about some not so nice people a little bit later. The next term, actually two of them, spayed and neutered. Spayed and neutered. A girl dog gets spayed. A boy dog gets neutered. This is an operation, so the adult dog cannot have babies. Now, having your pet spayed or neutered is actually pretty important because in the United States, we do not have a lot of stray animals. 
most dog owners, most pet owners, they are encouraged to get their pets spayed or neutered. I think you can also get a cat neutered too. And it would be helpful because I've seen some countries where there are a lot of stray dogs and stray cats. We try to have our pets neutered very soon. In fact, our dog, my wife's dog, he will be a year old next month. He will be one year old in June, but he was actually neutered last month. So our poor little dog cannot have any babies anymore. He was neutered. He was neutered. Hey, Manuel says this lesson is going to be off the chart. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope so. I hope I don't mess it up. Do you know what purpose dogs have been bred for? Fayez is wondering. We're going to talk about companionship a little bit later, but um, some dogs are bred for companionship. That means to be a good friend. My brother has a dog called a Labrador Retriever. In English, we call it a Labrador Retriever. And that dog was originally bred in Canada. That dog was bred, was bred. Look at how, and Fayez spelled that verb the correct way. Not like bread you eat. Bread, B-R-E-D. That dog was bred for hunting. So hunters would usually shoot a bird out of the sky, maybe a duck, and the Labrador retriever would retrieve it. That verb retrieve means to bring back. So the dog would find the bird and bring it back to the owner. They would retrieve it. Oh, Betty Lou can't tag. Hey, if you can't tag, it's probably because you are on a phone. Yeah, if you're on a desktop, if you're on a computer, you should be able to tag. But if you're on a phone, probably not. Probably not. Hey, we don't have that one, Casey, but fetch the ball. You could play fetch with your dog, and that means you throw the ball and they bring it back or they retrieve it. Audie, Audie the tie has a cat. My lovely cat, he likes to sleep in his cardboard shelter, like his cave, because his name is Tiger. Very nice. Spade and neutered. If you don't have a question about spade or neutered, I guess we will move on. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Renata mentioned castrate. Castrate. We would use that for people. And um, I think that's illegal to, to do that to people without their permission. But actually for, um, for men, you might hear the term vasectomy. Vasectomy. Men, when they do not want to have children, might get a vasectomy. It's what we call it in English. 
and then uh yeah can't can't have babies anymore vasectomy oh no my dog got spayed from a cruel woman sorry to hear that apple but um most people will have their pets spayed or neutered in the united states unless they want to breed them if they're a breeder you know you want that dog to have babies so what miho hey what's going on in japan hope you're doing well labrador retriever they are a very popular dog in the united states and the akito is originally from japan but there are some americans who have akitos modags hope you're doing well gonna beef that beef that english up for the next couple hours yeah um bob the canadian is going live in a couple hours don't forget to uh watch his stream he is always good no no not another lesson about balls this one today is all about pets the next one is a rescue a rescue so you might know the verb rescue firefighters might rescue a person from a a burning building but a rescue that means that pet probably a dog a rescue is a pet who was in a shelter and somebody adopted them so you might go to a friend's house oh hey i saw that uh, you have a new dog they might say yeah he's a rescue we got him from a shelter there are some people that are very passionate about dogs and they don't work at a shelter sometimes they may adopt dogs as rescues and they try to find other people who need a dog a rescue that would be a pet who was in a shelter or their owners gave them up for some reason a rescue the next one pet store yeah you could you could probably go to a pet store and get a pet you could but pet stores are usually where you can buy pet food pet toys and other things for pets at that store yes they might have dogs for sale or cats for sale but the pet store in my area does not have any dogs or any cats for sale i think it might be illegal in my state i'm not sure but if your dog wants a toy we're going to talk about a couple toys in a minute or your dog needs some food or your cat needs some food or you want to buy a mouse or a gerbil some americans keep mice gerbils rats as pets you might be able to buy it at the pet store all right i have a sentence for you if you would like to practice shadowing you might be able to buy pets at a pet store but they probably have pet food 
pet toys, and other supplies for pets there. So when you hear pet store in English, don't think you're going in to buy a pet. It's most likely for pet supplies. Pet store. The next one. This is not so nice. So we talked about breeders before. Breeders are people who care about their dogs. They care for them. A puppy mill is kind of the opposite. It might look like this in the picture. Lots and lots of cages. And the only thing this puppy mill wants is money. They don't really care for the pets that they breed. Here's a definition. A puppy mill is a bad place that breeds dogs, a lot of dogs, but they don't really care about the dog's health. They only care about money. So if you go to a puppy mill, you will probably see lots and lots of dogs. They might not be cared for. A lot of the pet stores, if they sell dogs, there is a good chance that those dogs have come from puppy mills. So if a person wants to buy a purebred dog, they will probably go to a breeder. In the United States, there is a better chance that that dog is going to be healthy if they get it from a breeder. If they buy it at a pet store, there's a good chance that puppy was born in a puppy mill. And if the dogs aren't cared for, that means they're going to have more health problems. They're not going to be as healthy if they come from a breeder. All right, let's check the chat here. Uh-oh, what is this? Okay, um, Ray, do people in America have a low opinion of people who buy pets from pet stores when they can get them from the shelter? Yes, there are some Americans who think that you should go to the shelter and adopt a pet. They are going to be pets who need homes. They are going to be cheaper and you're going to be saving a life. Some people, like my family, wanted to pay a little extra money and have that puppy right from birth. In, in Maine, where I live, I think a breeder has to keep the puppy with their mother for eight weeks. So we got our dog eight weeks after, and that way we could train them the way we wanted. But I totally respect people who go to the shelter and get an animal who needs a home. Sometimes those dogs have experienced trauma. Sometimes they're wonderful pets. But yes, that is a thing with some people. Hey, you shouldn't buy your pet. You should adopt one from the shelter. Ray, great question. Great question. All right, Renata. Renata, good luck with your house. 
Oh, move to a different place in the house. I read that very quickly. Renata says, I will watch on replay. I move to a different place of the house where the signal is stronger. So maybe Renata's internet wasn't working so well. Yeah, you would never really want to buy a dog at a puppy mill. They're going to be a little cheaper. And the puppy mill doesn't want you to know it's a puppy mill. We do have some in Maine. And there are certain laws um, against having too many dogs in one place. So sometimes you will see puppy mills get shut down puppy mills get shut down if they get shut down that means they have to stop running like they can't be a puppy mill anymore and the next one kennel kennel this can be a tricky one because kennel has two meanings a kennel can be the place in the picture where dog is kept. So a kennel. See that dog? Those are actually huskies. I hope this isn't a puppy mill, but those dogs, they're all huskies and they are kept in a kennel. It could be because they are waiting to work. Those are the types of dogs that pull sleds in the winter, huskies. So a kennel, it could be just a place where the dog sleeps at night, a kennel. But a kennel can also be where dog owners pay other people to keep their dogs when they go on a trip, a kennel. So let's say I have a vacation coming up. My wife, Jamie, and I, we are going to be going away. We are going to be getting on a plane and flying away. Well, because we have a dog, we have to find a place to keep that dog. So we could kennel him. Can also be a verb too. And a kennel is a place where the dog will stay. They will feed the dog. They will take the dog on a walk. And when we come back, hopefully our dog is healthy happy. He had some fun. So a kennel is a place where you could keep your dog overnight or on the weekend or for a week, and they will take care of the dog. You pay them, they take care of your dog. My dog also goes to something called doggy daycare, doggy daycare. Two days a week, my wife will bring the dog to this place called doggy daycare. They have other dogs there and he will play all day and he will come home very tired. We have daycare for kids, for babies. It's the same thing. If the mom and dad have to work, they will bring their child to daycare people there will watch their child, make sure they get fed, make sure they are safe. Doggy daycare, same thing, just for dogs. Yeah. All right. Kennel. Are there any questions about kennel? 
because it can be very confusing. In the picture, those dogs are in kennels. You could also say they're in cages. Kennel, it just sounds a little nicer. Kennel is like a big cage. But you could also take your dog to the kennel when you go for a trip. You can kennel your dog. Hope that helps. All right, Natalia says, I like to go out with my dog to the stores or coffee. Pet friendly. That is a great term, Natalia. Pet friendly is exactly what Natalia is talking about. So those are places like coffee shops or stores that allow your pet, probably a dog, to come in there. And you might see signs on the door that say, hey, we're pet friendly. They might even have a bowl of water right by the door to let you know it's okay to bring your dog in here. Oh, no way. Renata has a kitten. My brother and sister-in-law brought me my cat in 2017. I think they got him from an animal shelter. Well, that's a very nice thing, right? You So you could call that cat a rescue. You pretty much saved that cat's life because he came or she came from the shelter. Ah, look at that. Cane. Gato. Dog and cat. Spoiled. Um, spoiled Hank. Yeah, the dog's name is Hank, and he's probably... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's spoiled. I don't. I don't spoil him. Harry, what about Pen? That's a great question. So I would say a kennel and a pen are the same thing. So... And Harry spelled it exactly right. You might think, I don't even have a pen around, but you might think, oh, a pen to write with. Oh, I I know what that, just hit my computer. I know what that means. English, don't you love it? Yeah, a pen could be a place where you keep a dog. That picture right there, I could have said, oh, those dogs are being kept in a pen. Nicely done. Cage, we are going to get to that. We are going to get to cage in a minute. The next one. I thought there were some really hard ones there. So I'm thinking this might be review. And, I mean, come on. What? A cute picture, right? So baby dogs, we call them puppies. And you can see there's a puppy right there. Isn't he cute? And then also, the little cats, we actually have two names for them. You might hear kitten, or you might hear kitty. So, baby animals, puppy, super cute, and a kitty. I'm sure there are going to be no questions about that. Hey, Mary's here from Iran. Welcome, Mary. Right. Mega says she likes the background music. All right, good. Yeah, it, I don't know what it is about the music, but when I'm listening to it and I'm trying to learn, it just calms me, makes me feel calm, makes my brain ready to learn more. 
I think. All right. Fayez, is it legal to take a vicious dog for a walk? Okay. We're going to talk about leash in a minute, but there are leash laws in the United States. A leash law means your dog has to be on a leash if you walk it. Man, we'll talk about leash in a minute. But no, you the dog could have something on its mouth called a muzzle. I don't have muzzle as one of our terms. But a muzzle can be put on a dog if you are afraid that dog is going to bite somebody. So a muzzle can be put on the dog. But if a dog bites another person, the person who is bitten can sue the dog owner. Okay, so it's not illegal, but yes, a muzzle. It goes over the dog's mouth and prevents the dog from biting. What's that? I don't know about that. A, a puppuccino? Is it really? Is it really a thing? I don't think Jamie is watching. We don't. Starbucks is too expensive for us. We don't go to Starbucks. But Jasper, good to see you in here. The apartment in my community allows people to have pets. Oh, that's good. Now, sometimes this is not a term that I have. Pet deposit, though. Let's talk about that one right now. Pet deposit. If you are going to be moving into an apartment, you might have to pay pet deposit if you want to have a pet. A deposit means you pay money when you move in. Could be $500. The pet deposit might be $500. When you move into your apartment, you pay the owner $500. Now it's a deposit. If your dog doesn't destroy anything in the apartment, when you move out, you get your $500 back. If when you move out, your pet does damage, the apartment owner will keep that money. Pet deposit. If you stay in a hotel room in the United States, some hotels allow pets, but you might have to pay a pet deposit. If the dog doesn't mess anything up, if your dog doesn't destroy anything, you get that money back. Canine. Canine. Yeah, so um, there is a word in English, starts with a C, canine, but you also might see canine in the police department. And that means that officer has a dog. A dog probably in their car. They work with a dog. Canine. No way. The kitty picture? It looked like Audie's cat when it was a kitty. Aw. Very cute. The next one. Kitty litter. 
kitty litter. So when your cat goes to the bathroom, they might go to the bathroom in kitty litter. And if you see that cat is sitting in a litter box, that cat is sitting in a litter box. Inside that litter box is kitty litter. See if I have a sentence for kitty litter. Do I? I think I do. Oh, don't you love English? Huh? We have kitty litter, but then we have something else called litter too. Three things. So you might see kitty litter. A cat might go to the bathroom on kitty litter in their litter box. You might see somebody throw trash out their car window. Any trash on the street, that could be called litter. But then also, you might also hear a litter of kittens or a litter of puppies. A litter, it's when the mom has babies. We might say, oh, she had a litter of four puppies a litter is like the whole group of the little babies so the mom had a litter of four puppies so cats dogs they have litters bunch of little babies bunch of little babies just checking through the chat look at look at that look at that There you go. You got it right, Natalia. I thought a litter was a group of puppies that were just born. Yes. Yeah. Don't you love English? We have at least three ways we use litter, and it's pretty different. All three of those ways are pretty different. Two of them have something to do with pets, which is good. Kitty litter. English. I'm so sorry. Ah, Ray. When is a puppy considered an adult dog? It's a great question. Usually two years, two years of age. So our puppy, our dog, he had puppy food since he was born. He has been eating puppy food since he has been born. And then they have adult dog food. And he started that at like one year old. So it just depends. But I think most, most vets, I don't think I have this. Um, There will be a part two because I have a whole like, whole bunch of uh, terms that I didn't put on this list. But vets are people who take care of pets. Vets are people who take care of pets. I think two years old is when a dog is full grown and considered an adult. Renata, I hate it when people litter too. I mean, how easy is it? Now, my car is a bit of a mess. 
you might have seen some videos where I was in my car. It was a little messy. But you know what? I would rather my car have some litter in it. And then when I get home, I can just throw it away in the trash can. Who throws trash or litter out their car window? Does not make me very happy. I don't blame you, Renata. All right, the next one. You might hear this in English. A chew toy. So dogs, they love to chew on things. Hopefully they don't chew your slippers. So instead of having them chew your slippers, they might chew on a chew toy. We also have another toy in English called a squeak toy. And guess what a squeak toy does? It squeaks. It can be a little annoying. If at night your dog wants to play and you have given your dog a squeak toy and they are squeaking it. Do you know that word squeak? Think about what a mouse does. That's what we say. A mouse, when it makes a noise, it squeaks. If there is a door, when you open it and it makes a sound like like it needs some oil or it needs some grease, it might go, we might call that a squeak. How did you like my sound effect? Effect. It's not a very good sound effect. A squeak is usually a little higher, but hopefully you know what I mean because you have toys like this in your, your language. They make a noise. Squeak. That rubber ducky right there. If you squeeze it, so I'm doing with my fingers right now, I'm squeezing it, it would probably make a noise. Squeak toy. They can be a little annoying. Chew toy. Hey, here's another one. When um, dogs are puppies, they are probably doing something called teething. That'd be a new word for you. Teething. That is when a puppy's teeth are coming in. When they're born, they probably don't have many teeth. But the teeth, when they come in, we call that teething. The same for babies, also teething. So if a baby or a dog is teething, they love to chew on things. Look at that, mode eggs. Used an idiom, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That usually means the person who complains the most gets the most attention. Yeah. If somebody is always complaining, they might get attention. Let's say you work with a bunch of people and there's one person that's always complaining to the boss. Hey, I, I want to go home early. Oh, oh, the coffee is cold. They might get a little more attention from the boss and it might be um, negative attention, but the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Oh, squeaky clean. I love it when I take a shower. After my shower, I feel squeaky clean. Radu, good to see you here. How much do chew toys usually cost? It depends. We do have Dollar Trees 
dollar stores, dollaramas. Um, we do have stores where you can buy things for about a dollar. You could get a chew toy there, but it might not last too long. So I think we have some chew toys at my house that might have cost $4 or $5. Modags, is that to- is that toy called a teether, right? I don't know. I haven't heard it called a teether. Teether? teether. That's not easy to say. Teether? Squeak toy. The next one. You know, I figured we haven't talked much about fish. Some people have fish as pets. And one of the most common pets to have as a fish would be this guy right here. Goldfish. And in the United States, I don't know about where you live, there is a snack often given to children. They're little crackers in the shape of goldfish. They're called goldfish. And I had some this week and they are good. I had the cheddar jalapeno goldfish. They're crackers. They are not pets, but they were good. Now you might see a fish kept in a fish bowl. That's what we call those things right there. Fish bowls, fish bowls. Usually a fish bowl can hold one or two fish. Did you see that there? The plural, the plural of fish is fish. You can have one fish. You can have two fish. You can have three fish. We don't add an S for fish. It's not fishes. Although you might hear fishes sometimes, but if you want to speak proper English, just say two fish. Yeah. In that fish bowl, There are two fish. Actually, there's one jumping out of the fish bowl. But in one of those fish bowls, there are two fish and one jumping out. In the other fish bowl, there's only one fish. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. Yeah, Mega says that is a cheap toy. Yeah. If a toy toy doesn't last that long... You can definitely call it cheap. Yeah, that chew toy that your dog chews through in about two minutes, it's a cheap toy. It's a cheap toy. Cheap doesn't usually have a very good meaning. If something is cheap, it doesn't last long. Usually, usually. Hey, Linda from Italy. Welcome. All right, watching on replay. Mode, come in. Yes, you can use that phrasal verb um, when we when we talk about teeth. Uh, let's not talk about hair. Um, yeah, because my hair's fallen out. So yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't have any hair coming in. But yes, if we talk about babies, you can say, "Oh, he's got some hair coming in," means it's just starting to grow, or the teeth are coming in. I'm so sad. My, my hair, we can also use falling out. That's what we would talk about. My hair. It seems my forehead gets a little bit bigger. Each live lesson. Like, 
I thought I had a little more hair last week. Uh, guess not. Guess not. What's that? You could actually say fishes when you're referring to the double plural of the term. Okay. You could. People might look at you a little funny though when you're saying fishes in English. So you might just want to stick to fish, but who cares? Who cares, right? Little kids, you will hear them often say fishes. Adults usually don't usually don't say fishes. Drank like a fish. If somebody Betty knows this, right? If somebody drinks a lot of alcohol, a lot of beer, a lot of vodka, you might hear them say, hey, that person drinks like a fish. Look at this. Renata, why, right? Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Fish, one fish, two fish. Sheep, oh, hey, that's a cute sheep over there. How many sheep are in that farm? How many sheep are on that farm? Deer, one deer, three deer. Yeah, our animal... Our animal terms are weird. A lot of them are very weird. Harry. Harry just said fish tank or aquarium. I'm so glad you said that because we also have something called a fish tank. You might also hear aquarium. This would be for housing more fish. So if you only have one or two fish, you put them in a fish bowl. If you have a bunch of fish, well, you might need to get an aquarium or a fish tank. And that is what this person has. You could either either use fish tank or aquarium. Drink like Brent. What? Wait a second. No. You know what? I do drink a lot but I don't drink that much alcohol, hardly at all. But I do like to drink a lot of water and some energy drinks in the morning. I don't like coffee, which uh, means I have to go to the bathroom a lot in between classes. You might know that I, I teach school. I teach four classes a day in a classroom. And in between those morning classes, I go to the bathroom quite a bit. Yeah, lots. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of energy drink. I just, I have one a day. I have one energy drink a day, a monster. I had one this morning. Wait a second. Something sounds fishy to me. Yeah, if you, if you don't believe something or if somebody is cheating, you could say that. Yeah, that seems a little fishy to me. Seems a little fishy to me. Stay hydrated. Thank you. Stay hydrated. I'm, I'm take a drink right now. All right. Fish tank. Fish bowl. And you might hear aquarium also. Really? Radu? The plural of honey is also honey? I don't know if I knew that. I don't talk about honey that much, but I think also the plural of water is water. Like we usually say, like, I'm going to take a sip of water. Yeah. All right. What do we got left here? A couple more, I think. 
The next one is Cage. So this one doesn't have as nice a sound as Kennel, like we talked about earlier. Like if you leave a dog in a cage, it just doesn't sound as nice as, as Kennel. Or the next one we'll talk about, Crate. But you might keep a mouse or a bird in a cage. Those are animals you might hear of as being in a cage. But dogs, we probably wouldn't say it is kept in a cage. It just sounds bad. It has a bad sound to it. But you could keep a bird in a cage. You could keep a a mouse in a cage. No problem there. Another thing you might hear, and this is the term that we use in my house, is crate. So a crate, it's like a cage, but you can see the bottom, it's a little softer for the dog. And you could put a blanket. Let's see, I do have, I do have a sentence for you here. A crate is where a dog might sleep at night or while the owner is away. It might have a blanket or toy inside. So when my family leaves the house, our dog might go to doggy daycare or he might stay in his crate. So he has a nice blanket in there. He has a chew toy in there. It's like his little home in our home. So he likes it. He likes it. He'd rather be with us, but a crate is nice and cozy. A cage doesn't sound as cozy. It doesn't sound as homey. Doesn't sound as nice. A crate is a nice way to say cage. Crate is a nice way to say cage. Jasper says, if you refer to different kinds of fish, you could say fishes. Is that correct? You know what? It might be correct. If you look in a grammar book, it might be correct. But I think most Americans will always just say fish because it sounds funny to us. So you might hear, whoa, there are a lot of different kinds of fish in that aquarium. I mean, that's what I would say. Is it correct? I'm not sure. But that's what you will hear Americans saying. Whoa, there are a lot of fish, a lot of different kinds of fish in that aquarium. So, you know, if sometimes um, being absolutely uh, grammatically correct, it might make you sound um, a little bit different in the United States. But hey, you do you, right? Speak however you would like to speak. Don't worry about other people. Don't worry about it. Now, the next one, mostly with dogs. You might see it on a cat sometimes, though. But that thing that goes around a dog's neck is called the collar. 
Gonna learn a couple more terms here. Tight and loose. The dog's owner needs to make sure the collar isn't too tight, but it isn't too loose either. So if a collar is tight, let's see, I'm trying to make this uh, sweatshirt tight around my neck. You might, it hurts. I could choke if the collar is too tight. But if it's too loose, if it's too big, the dog's head might slip out under the collar. The dog may run into the road and get hurt. So you got to be careful when you have your collar on your dog and you are taking them for a walk. Well, if you're going to take your dog on a walk, you're going to need a leash. And right there is a picture of a leash. Now that dog is not wearing a collar. Do you see how the dog has something around its chest? We would call this a harness. A harness does not go around the dog's neck. That is a harness. So it won't hurt the dog's neck as much. That arrow is pointing to the leash. Oh, that's not, that's too early. The dog's owner needs to make sure the collar isn't too tight, but it isn't too loose either. I thought I had a sentence for leash, but I guess I don't. Leash. Well, if you have a collar and you have a leash or you have a collar and a harness, you can take your dog on a walk. You can take your dog on a walk or you might hear a different preposition. You can take your dog for a walk. You will hear both. Okay. You can take your dog on a walk or you can take your dog for a walk. Wait, what? Renata, are the terms billy goat and nanny goat common nowadays? I've never heard nanny goat, but I have heard billy goat quite a bit. Yes. Monica. Dominica. How are you? I actually have a student who has a name very close to yours. All right, Brian, great question. Is a collar the same as a leash? And no, we just answered that one, right? So just as a review, oh, my wife is in the chat. Welcome, Jamie Watson. I had a question for you and I can't remember what the question was. Oh my gosh, okay. Radu, let's talk about this. Yes, some dogs have shock collars. And if you know what it is, shock you will know what a shock collar is. So let's go back to collar here. Collar goes around a dog's neck, but if it's a shock collar, the owner will have a remote control, just like for a television, the owner will have a remote control. And if the dog barks, the owner can deliver a shock to the dog. It hurts. So 
Some people don't believe in shot callers, but you will hear that. You will hear that term shot callers. Thank you, Radu. Thank you. Modeg says, unleash your inner beast. I've heard that before. Is that monster slogan? What? Fayez, there's a slogan for the Alabama football team. Unleash the tide. What does that mean? So if a dog is on a leash, it can't get very far, right? That is the whole point of a leash. The dog has to stay near you. But if you say unleash the tide or unleash the beast, it means to give them freedom. Now, I went to the University of Alabama and our team nickname is the tide. The tide. You will see the tide at the ocean. It's just it's water, like waves. So unleash the tide, it means to... Um, play really well against your opponent i don't think that would help anybody else but at least unleash it means to like let free let free hopefully that makes sense yeah um yeah this morning it's probably about 50 percent. but yeah Arone says brent is made of 60 uh, percent monster yeah <laughs> that's not true so i try not to drink too much but it's so good so good yeah hey um harry great point is it going to be funny if someone says necklace referring to a collar yeah probably now a collar is not for decoration okay it's for it has a use so a necklace is fancy it's supposed to look good so yeah, those two we would not use unless there I can I can vi- envision a very rich woman having a poodle if you know that dog and they might put a necklace around that dog's neck. But no, collar and necklace are are quite different. All right, speaking on prepositions, Emmanuel you may as well do a lesson about it and phrases we can use with more than just one preposition. That is a good idea. About a year ago, I did a, a lesson. We took a quiz with prepositions. You could probably look for it. It was a live lesson um, because prepositions can be very difficult, but uh, we might need to update that lesson, Emmanuel. Great point. Whiskers one's going to be pretty easy because you can see the picture there cats have whiskers you see those things in the picture those are whiskers so if you never knew what to call those little things that are right above a cat's mouth now you know those are whiskers and guess what we have the same term for mostly men, right? It's the little hairs on my face that make up my beard. We call those whiskers, those whiskers. I think I did an entire live lesson on shaving. And I believe we talked about whiskers for people, but you can also have whiskers for cats. 
Oh, that's a great question. Natalia. Oh, actually, I don't know if Jamie is still here, um, but she's about to take Hank, our dog, on a walk. Jamie, what is that little thing called? I think it's called. Okay, so Natalia's question. How do we call the little piece of metal that is hooked to the pet's collar and it has its name? I would call it an ID tag. I'll write that out because ID, I would call it that, an ID tag. It's short for identification. So if you can identify something, it means you can name it. Like, oh, can you identify the type of cat that is in the picture? I I cannot identify that. So an ID tag It helps you identify the dog. So it might have the address of the pet's owner on it. But yeah, that's what we call it. The ID tag, the ID tag, right? Hey, earlier in the, I I never know what mode is going to say. So I'm a little worried about reading this before I actually read it in my head. Hey, earlier in the lesson, Brent was talking about how you pamper Hank, have fun walking him. Did, did I, I don't know if I said, Oh yeah, I did. I did. Right. Cause Aaron, he said spoil. So, yeah. Yeah. He's kind of, he's sort of spoiled, sort of not too bad though. Here, this is a tough one. I think because you will hear both verbs. We're talking about pets here, but guess what? In English, yeah, pet, it can be a verb too. You can pet your dog or you can pat them. So let's make me, so if let's pretend, oh, let's pretend, let's pretend this microphone is a dog. Okay. So I'm, I'm patting the microphone right now. That's what the verb, when I'm doing this, You can say, oh, I'm patting my microphone. Let's pretend it's a dog. I'm patting my dog. Oh, isn't he so nice? But I can also pet him. And pet might be like this. You could also, I would probably use stroke for a cat, but it's mostly pet. We would use that. Look, I'm, I'm petting my cat right now. I'm petting my dog right now. So pat literally means like this. But it doesn't have to be. This could be, oh, he's patting his cat. I say pet, though. Oh, he's petting his dog. How sweet. And if you look at that picture right there, that person is petting the cat. You could say pat, though. Pat the cat? I think you will hear pet more often, though. All right, the next one here. Why do some people get pets? Well, they want companionship. Companionship. And that comes from the word companion. And a a companion can be a person. If you look at that picture right there, it seems that those people have companions. Companion is definitely like friends, but it's also someone you do stuff with. You can hang out with your companion. So let's practice a little 
shadowing right here. A companion can be a person. A companion is someone you do stuff with. So a companion is the person. Some people buy pets to have companionship. Someone to share their life with. Many people get pets for companionship. Many people get pets to have a companion. Do you see the difference there? Companion refers to the thing, either the friend or the pet or the pet. Companionship is just the whole whole thing. Like your whole life. You want companionship from your pet. You want to share your life with your pet. But many people get pets to have a companion. Hope that helps. Just a couple different ways we use the same root word. I have a companion. I feel companionship when I'm with my friend. Hope that helps. The person you marry might be called a lifelong companion. So that is a person you are going to spend the rest of your life with. We would call that person your lifelong companion. Unfortunately, pets or fortunately, pets don't live as long as people usually. So when you buy a dog, you wouldn't say that is your lifelong companion because hopefully you will outlive your dog. What dogs live for 12, 13, 14, 16 years. Hopefully that helps. What about this one? Housebroken. Housebroken. Now, if you look at those two pictures, the cat and the litter box is back. And that dog, oh, he's going out. He's going out. So when my dog, my wife's dog, has to use the bathroom, someone will ask him, hey, do you need to go out? That means they leave the house to go to the bathroom. And if a pet does that all the time, we would say that they are housebroken. Doesn't make any sense, right? Like usually breaking a house, that would be a bad thing. But housebroken, a pet who is housebroken will go to the bathroom in a place you want them to. Dogs usually go outside. Cats might go in a litter box. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. Oh, Renata says, I am a cat person. You will hear that. That means she likes cats. Probably more than dogs. So you might hear, I am a cat person. I am a dog person. I am a turtle person. Probably not. I'm a mouse person. Now, we usually use this when talking about cats and dogs because most people... Let's face it, you probably either 
love dogs, don't like cats as much, or you love cats and you don't like dogs as much. They're very different. Like you might not buy a cat for companionship. A lot of the times the cats will just like leave you. They don't even want to be in the same room with you. A dog, that's very different. So in the chat, would you put in the chat, are you a dog person? Are you a cat person? Or are you like Betty? I don't really like animals. I don't like pets. I would probably agree with Betty. I am not a pet person. See what I did there? I am not a pet person. But if you're a cat person, I'd love to hear it. If you are a dog person, I'd love to hear it. Dominica, dog person, dog person. That's a good, see, cats and dogs are so different, right? If you like cats, that's probably one of the reasons you like them because cats are cleaner. Dogs, you know, cats are always cleaning themselves. They will always lick themselves and they will don't have this, but they will often cough up a hairball. That's what we call it in English, a hairball. If a cat is licking itself and then it gets too much fur in its mouth or stomach, I'm not a cat person. Fur is the hair on an animal, usually. When they cough it up, yeah, it's a hairball. And you might hear that cat coughing up a hairball. There you go. Apollo, pet person, cats and dogs. Perfect. Mega, not so much with the pets. I don't blame you. Fafa, dog person. Ooh, mode eggs. Once heard someone say, dogs have owners, cats have staff. That is awesome. So staff is like people who work at a place. So the pet store we talked about earlier, they have a staff. That is the group of people that work there. So that makes sense. Cats really don't, they don't make for good friends most of the time. Some cats do, but oh, Freddie Wolf. I am more of a cat person. Yeah, that's a great sentence. So when he says that, it means I don't hate dogs. I just like cats more. I am more of a cat person. Yulia, I am a cat person and a dog person. Interesting. Shevket is a cat person. All right, here, here's some more differences with cats and dogs. Cats are too complicated. Yeah, they can be. But if you are a person who isn't home a lot, cats can kind of do things on their own. We might call a cat self-sufficient. If, if somebody is self-sufficient, that means they can do everything by themselves. So a cat, you could probably leave for a week, right? Just leave food and water in a litter box. 
you might have a mess when you come back, but yeah. So cats can be left alone for longer. Yeah. Um, Hey, Natalia, I would say this dogs have to be trained. Use that instead. Dogs have to be trained. Well, my sentence doesn't start with a capital letter. The D on dog, it should be capital. Recall right there, capital letter. You call yourself an English teacher, right? Should be a capital letter right there. Hmm. All right. Be careful here, Ray. Be careful. What does it mean when people are called caddy? Okay. So some people might take offense to caddy. So if two women are fighting, we would call that a cat fight. Be careful with that term. Some people might not like it. I wouldn't say it, but that's where caddy comes from. So when you hear caddy usually refers to a woman and it usually means they are not nice. They are often talking about gossip. Gossip is coming up in a uh, future video. I think on Wednesday, we'll be talking about gossip. Brent, what does dogger mean? I don't know, Emmanuel. It's not a term that I would use. Um, Sometimes we use grammar police. Uh Oh, sorry, mode. Put my hands up. You caught me. The grammar police have caught me. Um, You could say dog tired. Someone is really tired. Might hear dog tired. Yeah. But yes. So you could tame. You could tame a cat for sure. You could tame a tiger. You could tame a lion. I would say trained for dogs and then tamed for wild animals. Yeah, so I don't think we would use tame for dogs. Um, You could tame a horse. Yeah. So usually when there's an animal that is wild, usually not in a house, not around people, we would say, I tamed the tiger. I tamed the lion. I tamed the horse. Cats are kind of crazy anyways. So you could probably say tame with a cat, but you might want to use trained instead. Hope that makes sense. Dodger. I don't think so. Not not anything to do with pets, at least. Dodger. I don't think so. Train sounds nicer to me. Tame has an element of control. Very well put mode. Yeah. So I think if you stick with the taming of wild animals and then dogs are trained, I think you'll be on to something. All right. Perfect. All right. Natalia, Mr. Brent, do you like pet competitions? I don't know what the name is, but something like a contest, a beauty contest. 
um what do we call it the dog show yeah so in the united states we celebrate thanksgiving we celebrate that in november and one of our traditions is to watch the dog show after we eat um thanksgiving dinner and that is like a beauty pageant for dogs yeah it's like a beauty pageant or a beauty contest for dogs we just call it the dog show it's a good question all right it is time casey's back right as it's time to uh wrap this lesson up wrap this lesson up i want to thank you all for joining here if you stick around in like another half an hour bob the canadian will be going live he is going to do some question and answering check his channel out you probably know his channel bob the canadian just look it up you'll find him he's kind of big all right you all thank you so much for joining this live lesson for almost an hour and a half i hope you know more about pets in english than you did before thank you so much hey brent here speak english with this guy and this is another hotel english lesson if this is your first time here what i do for these hotel english lessons is i visit the hotel that i will be sleeping in tonight and i can't stop recording for any reason no matter what if we bump into someone and they start talking to me i can't stop if i trip i can't stop until we get to my room and i'll show you my room and the idea is that you will learn english along the way i am in the city of portland portland maine and um there's a place across the street i hope i never have to visit but it is a, a big hospital it's the biggest one in maine it's called maine medical center and there are a couple cranes right there those big tall things are cranes because i think they are getting some work done on the hospital ooh there's a helipad up there we call it a helipad not sure if you can see it but it's when a helicopter has to land because someone is really hurt all right here is my hotel it's one of the most unique hotels i have ever stayed in and definitely the most unique on the channel that's my hotel for tonight it's called the inn at st john and that is a uh, bus you might take if you come to portland so we are going to try to cross the street without getting hit and they have some flags when you walk in or when you walk across the street some flags here anybody know that one ukraine france shout out to danny freddy wolf patty candle that's the uk 
that is what we call the pride flag. So if anyone is gay, it's like, hey, it's okay if you come here and you're gay. So it's a gay pride flag. And you can see the inn at St. John. That blue flag is the Maine state flag, the state of Maine. That's our flag. You probably know that one, right? The Stars and Stripes, United States. And right next to my hotel is the Hong Kong market. I don't know what... I don't know what language that is, but hopefully you can tell me in the comments. So I'm really nervous to go in here because it's kind of small. I hope they don't ask me to stop filming, but I will probably get some funny looks like, why is that guy recording in here? So here's a look at the, uh, the lobby. That's a grandfather clock. And when you first come to the hotel, they will uh, give you some coffee. Oh no, I'm getting some strange looks. I'm gonna pretend nobody's looking at me. Um, you can get some coffee when you come in. beautiful lamp and the best part about staying here is they have snacks for you too cookies so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take one of these for later could have some hot chocolate if you'd like Some ice, I don't know why you'd want ice for your hot chocolate, but. Those are empty, maybe they have water in there sometimes. I need to be careful, I don't squish my cookie in my pocket. Now some of these rooms around here, oh, look at this. We shouldn't go in that room. That has uh, supplies for the hotel. Towels, we might call those linens. Towels, linens. Please do not disturb some people put those on their doorknobs so you don't come in there. Please do not disturb. This is the back door right here. A Dunkin' Donuts and a McDonald's right next door. 
just in case this cookie doesn't hold you over. Do you know that term? If um, you're gonna get a snack a little while before you eat a big meal, you might say, ooh, I think this cookie will hold me over. That means I won't be hungry until my meal. So hopefully this cookie will hold me over. Uh, my wife is here, Jamie. We're going out to eat in a little bit. Management is not responsible for damaged or stolen property. So if you park your car here, It's reserved parking, so only people staying at the hotel can park in this parking lot. But if somebody damages your car, don't blame the people that own the hotel. It's not their fault. I'll be lucky if I can find my room. They give us an old fashioned key. I am in room 8B. I think it's on the second floor. There is a bathroom in the lobby. That's handy. stairs are steep and they are narrow and I can hear somebody vacuuming. Hello. So I'm in 8B so it looks like I need to go to the left and up to the left and up the center staircase. So let's go left. All right, B and C floor. They don't call it floor one, two, and three. I guess they do letters here. vacuuming the stairs. There's a closet, I'm sure. Yeah, it's locked. Ooh, another closet. And this hotel is really old, just in case you can't tell. And sometimes the hotel rooms do not have a bathroom in them you might have to leave your room to go to the bathroom, but you will have a private bath. So this is 9B. And that is room 9B, so that's where their bathroom is. But I paid a little extra money 
I can't remember how much money I paid for this hotel. I think it's $170, I think. But we had a couple coupons, so it didn't cost that much. But if you want to come here and stay with your private bathroom in the month of April, because it gets really expensive here in the summer, I think it's $170. I'll put up exactly how much it was. I didn't want to mess up with the lock, so I left my room unlocked just in case, because I can't stop this video for anything, so I didn't want to stumble with the key. But here's our room. It is pretty small. We call that the radiator. And I think you gotta be careful. It's not on right now, but if it's on, I bet it gets hot. We do have some exposed pipes. Exposed pipes, they're not in the wall. You can see them. It's what we call exposed pipes. I'm not sure. Some sort of fan, it's actually blowing out hot air. We don't, that's a heater of some sort. Those, ra I bet those radiators don't work anymore. They don't want somebody to come into the hotel and burn themselves. So this was really hot. I bet that is the way you heat the room. Air conditioner here is the way you cool the room. It's kind of perfect right now. We don't need an air conditioner on, but. Oh, it's not plugged in. All right, so if it ever does get too hot in here, we can run the air conditioner. We call this stuff wallpaper. This was popular a long time ago in the United States, but since this hotel is old, I guess they still have the wallpaper. refrigerator and a little coffee maker here I think that says Cape Coffee I've never heard of that Cape Coffee okay so it looks like Kay. Kay has left an envelope here to leave a tip. And I think it's almost Easter. Easter is sometimes in March, and sometimes in April. We haven't had Easter yet, so she put a little Easter egg on there. But this is a, an envelope, or an envelope, some people say envelope, for tips. So if you think the room was really clean, you could leave the 
housekeeper. We might call somebody who cleans the room a housekeeper. You can leave the housekeeper a little extra money because they did a good job. Like, call it a tip. And that looks like um, a napkin. No, sorry, not a napkin. Those are tissues, but... That's like, that's like a napkin on top. So a napkin you might use at a, as a, at a meal to wipe your mouth. But a tissue you might use to wipe tears or blow your nose. Let's take a look at the bathroom. Oh, that's some bright pink right there. Lots of wallpaper, lots of wallpaper. So they put that, I guess, so you know the toilet was cleaned. Nobody has used the toilet um, since they cleaned it. Not a great view. Looks like kind of the roof there, a subway in the distance. We might call those toiletries, in case you forgot your body lotion, shower gel, conditioner, shampoo, a couple cups that are sanitized. I can't, fake flower. It felt real at first, but I think that's fake. That's not a real flower. Hair dryer, some soap. Let's take a look at the bathtub. Ooh, coat hanger. Eh, pretty basic shower. Ironing board, iron. There's your iron. Colorful ironing board. Another radiator. I forgot to show you, uh, they left us some mints. It looks like those were like little chocolate mints. Yeah, when we were in here before, Jamie, my wife, opened one, said it looked like chocolate. It might be. It might be minty. All right, I hope you have enjoyed this English lesson at a hotel. Hope you learned a little something. If you're looking for more English lessons at hotels, right up there, whole playlist full of them. Thanks for watching, see you next time. Okay, here goes nothing. Hope everyone is doing well today. I see Cecilia here, Sita is here, Luke is here, what is going on? It is a rare midweek live stream. I have a feeling most people will watch this on replay, but if you are live here, I would love for you to participate in our quiz. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the quiz 
is going to determine if we are donuts or if we are bagels. And when I first read about this quiz, I thought, how can I be a bagel? How can I be a donut? Well, guess what? It will make sense, I think, as we go through this. Radu, how are you? Welcome. And Cecilia's here, of course. And Sita and Luke. Let's do this. This comes from BuzzFeed. And if you're not familiar with this website, BuzzFeed has a lot of fun quizzes. And of course, we are going to learn some English along the way. I hope to introduce you to some new vocabulary you've never heard before. And then you can use it in your next conversation. It'll be amazing. Regis, what's going on? How are you? Danny, I know it is really late in Asia, and then it's pretty late in um, Europe. This morning, I drove into work, and I was listening to France 24. When I was driving in, they said it was 1 o'clock in France. And I drive in about 7 o'clock, 1 o'clock in, uh, in the afternoon. All right, let's do this. You can see right there, in this world, you are either a donut or a bagel. Pick a few of your favorite things to reveal your match. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have been teaching all day, so my voice might not be the best. Reveal. That might be a new term for you. Reveal. If something is hidden or it's unknown, but then it becomes known, that's reveal. So maybe, do you know what a blind date is? A blind date in English is when you go on a date with someone, but you don't know what they look like. So let's say you talk to them over the phone or you text them. Let's meet at the restaurant at six o'clock, but you don't know what they look like. When you go to the restaurant, what they look like, it will be revealed, revealed. Blind dates are dangerous. <clears throat> you never know, like, who's going to be that person across the table from you? Some people do go on blind dates, though. Have you, please let me know in the chat, have you ever been on a blind date? I have never been on a blind date. Harry's here from China, right? Wow, 2 a.m. Well, welcome, welcome. Hello. What is that? Reveal. Look at this. Thanks, Radu. Some synonyms right there. Uncover, unearth, disclose. We usually use unearth when something is dug up. That's a phrasal verb there for you. But if it's underground and it has been buried for a long time, it would be unearthed. That's the past tense of unearthed. Unearthed. So I need your help. In the comment section, please answer these questions and we will just go with whichever answer gets the most votes. Okay. This is how it works. The first question is going to be us picking a color. I think most of these colors will be known to you. 
except maybe one. So this is going to determine if we are a bagel or a donut. Do you like pink? Do you like green? Do you like yellow? Or do you like navy blue? Navy blue might be new. So please leave in the comments which color we should pick. And while you're doing that, in case you don't know what navy blue is, take a look. Navy blue is a darker blue in between black and blue. So it's a darker blue, a navy blue, and you can see exactly what it looks like right there. So what should we pick? Should we pick pink, green, yellow, navy blue? To be honest, my favorite color is there, but I don't want, I don't want to influence anybody. All right, we've got green, we have navy blue, what does the what does the A on my cap stand for? Radu would like to know. It stands for Alabama. The University of Alabama is where I graduated college. Oh gosh, there's green, there's yellow, green, navy blue, yellow. Oh my goodness, I don't think we have a clear winner. I didn't think it would be so diverse. So many different France. Now the blue on the French flag, that's too light, right? That is not navy blue. That's probably just regular blue. Oh man, navy blue, which I'm gonna go with, let's go. I saw Radu, navy blue looks like it might've won. I'm sorry if I make anybody mad. Let's go with navy blue. Luke also says navy blue. There were quite a few navy blues there. All right, I think navy blue is the winner. Let's pick that. Now, the next one we have to choose is the weather we like. Now, notice it says fave weather. I mean, a real native English speaker wrote this quiz, I believe. And I am not sharing the screen. Fave weather. Fave weather. If you've never heard that before, it's just fave short for favorite, short for favorite. So let's go down, see our choices for favorite weather. We have sunny weather, we have cloudy weather, we have stormy weather, and we have snowy weather. <clears throat> now I know Luke from Poland well enough to know he's not picking snowy. And if you have been watching this YouTube channel for any length of time, you know, I'm not picking snowy, but it's not about me. It's about you. Would you pick sunny, cloudy, stormy, or snowy? The votes are coming in. We have sunny, 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 sunny. Sunny, lots of sunny. Okay, lots of, oh, Mr. Coyote, cloudy. Well, you're not going to get a sunburn if it's cloudy. A sunburn, do you know that word in English? They hurt. It's literally 
when the sun burns your skin. That's what we call it in English, a sunburn. To prevent a sunburn, you should put on some sunscreen. Maybe I will do a lesson on the beach. Like this is this. Most people are saying sun, sunny. Of course, right? We've got to pick sunny. De- Whoa. But Martina says definitely snowy. All right. Yeah, I agree, Radu. It gets a little too cloudy. Depression might set in. Do you know that phrasal verb? Depression might set in. Churros. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, welcome from Spain. I like I like some churros. I like me some churros. You could say it like that. I like me some churros. There is a Mexican restaurant down the street. I think I visited the Mexican restaurant when I spent 24 hours at McDonald's, one of the teacher challenges. I got tacos in the middle of the day. I did not get um, churros, though. <clears throat> Sunkissed. If you ever hear that expression, that's just on the edge of getting a sunburn. It probably doesn't hurt too much. But we often say if people have been in the sun all day, they've been kissed by the sun, they're sun-kissed. So not as bad as a sunburn. All right. <clears throat> Seems like, uh-oh, the fair skin, yes. So probably some... Blonde hair and some very light skin, fair skin and hair. Yeah, got to be careful with the sunburn. Come on, who doesn't love churros? I ate at an Argentinian restaurant last summer, and we had some Argentinian empanadas. Those are good. I think Sunny. I think Sunny takes the cake. It's another way to say Sunny has won. Another vote for Sunny. All right, let's go with this ice cream here. We need to pick an ice cream. And we got something called ice cream. Look at this picture here. Do you know what those things are called on top of the ice cream? And we have them probably sticking to the bowl. We have two words for those things in English. And it depends on where you live. If you live in the northern part of the United States, you might hear it called one thing. And if you live everywhere else, the west, the south, you might hear it called something else. What is a bagel? Excuse me. Um, That's a good question. I just look at the blissful mommy. She knows. Sprinkles. We call those sprinkles. So when you come to the United States, call those sprinkles. Look at that. Lots of people know sprinkles. Um, Where I live in New England, in the northeastern part of the United States, you might hear them called jimmies, but that's more rare. You will hear sprinkles pretty much everywhere. If you say sprinkles in New England, they'll know what you mean. All right, what's a bagel? Let's answer that question. Before we get our, um, oh, there's not a picture here. Well, if you look at the thumbnail for this lesson, there is a picture of a 
bagel. I can actually pull up a picture here too. Come on. You wouldn't put sprinkles on a bagel, but that's what a bagel looks like. They are very popular in New York City. Very famous in New York City. Some people say they make the best bagels in New York City because of the water that you get. The same goes for pizza. So if we're talking about bagels or donuts, you would think the donut is probably more fun. You can put sprinkles on a donut. I've seen it happen. All right, so let's um, bring up our quiz there. Hope that helps. We got our quiz and we got to pick an ice cream. So we could go with just simple ice cream. Got some sprinkles on it. We call that thing a popsicle in English. We call that thing a milkshake. So it's you a milkshake is usually made with really thick cream and milk. You can get chocolate milkshakes. You can get strawberry milkshakes. You can get vanilla milkshakes. Or we have right down there an ice cream sundae. So an ice cream sundae is definitely ice cream, but you can put pretty much anything on top of an ice cream sundae. And notice the way sundae is spelt. It is spelled exactly the same way as the day of the week. Sunday, did I say spelled? Pronounced, I meant. <clears throat> Sunday is pronounced the same way as Sunday, the day of the week. Just Sunday is a little bit fancier. You might stick a cherry on top. Sprinkles. Okay, so... We have to pick, are we gonna go milkshake? Are we gonna go popsicle? Are we gonna go ice cream? Or are we going to go ice cream sundae? Let's take a look here. Hmm. Wait, what? There is a town in Texas called Monday. I had no idea. Monday. Hmm. Interesting. Hey, James from Taiwan. So what are we going to go? We got Sunday. Freddie Wolf says Sunday. Just a plain ice cream. Vanilla. Vanilla. Milkshake. This is another one. Can we pick? Of course. Chalk. That's my choice right there. Chocolate ice cream. That's what I go with. Ice cream. Hey, I'm happy to do it. I think you're from Brazil. I've seen that, that, uh, the J-A-J-A -A ice cream. Hey, my name is Brent, though. Bob the Canadian. I know it might sound, my name is Brent, but uh, this is just an excuse to um, plug Bob the Canadian's channel. Do you know Bob the Canadian? He's a good guy. Check him out. I'm sure most people do. Bob the Canadian. It looks like ice cream. Oh, we do have one vote for Popsicle, though. It looks like the regular ice cream. 
Okay, so let's pick ice cream. We're gonna start seeing if we are a bagel or a donut. The way I think of it, if we are a little more fun, a little more outgoing, we're gonna be donuts. If we're a little bit more like we wanna stay home, we don't like to go to parties as often, we might be a bagel. But let's see, I don't know, I don't know what we're gonna be here. So I'm going to go with ice cream. It looks like most people said ice cream. Martina says milkshake. Let's go with ice cream. Let's see what happens. Ice cream. The next one, where would you most like to travel? You can pick any place in the world. Well, these four places, I should say. You can pick any of these four places. Where are we going? Are we going to the Maldives? Are we going to London? Are we going to Sydney? Or are we going to Mexico? We've already mentioned how much we love Mexican food. Just in case you don't know, the Maldives in English it's what we call a group of islands near Sri Lanka and India. But if, if you don't know where they are, I mean, it looks like a tropical beach. Tropical beach. Most people know London, right? It probably sounds almost the same, whatever language you speak. London. Sydney is in Australia. And of course, we have Mexico. Here's the strange thing about English and countries while you are making your choice here. In Germany, in English, you probably know that country. Germany, like Berlin, Hamburg. But I think in most languages, it's probably something like Deutschland, right? Why did English change it to Germany? There's another country right in the middle of Africa. In English, the name of the country is Central African Republic. I mean, it's exactly what it is. It's in the center of Africa, Central African Republic. But in the native language of Central African Republic, it means more like the heart of Africa. I don't know why we changed it. And there's another country in Africa. In English, we call it Côte d'Ivoire, which is French. That's the English name for that country, Côte d'Ivoire. It used to be the Ivory Coast when I was in high school, but it has since changed to Côte d'Ivoire in English. Why do we have to be so weird in English, right? Okay, where are we going here? Oh, I see. Maldives, Maldives, Mexico, Mexico, Maldives, Mexico. It seems like it's at least going to be a tie between Mexico and the Maldives. Maldives. I've, yeah, I've never been to those places either, Harry. I've never been to Mexico and it's the country right below me where I live in the United States, but it's a few thousand miles away. I haven't been to London. I would go Maldives too, though. I think we should go Maldives. 
Without hesitation, Freddie Wolf says Maldives. Hey, Amina, what's going on? Hope everything is well in Canada. Maldives. Yeah, I hear Maldives said the Maldives. Just, you know, another strange thing in English. I don't know how it is in your language, but there is a city in the Netherlands called The Hague. The Hague. Not many cities have the in front of it. Not many countries have the in oh, the United States of America. The United States of America. Now, Freddie Wolf speaks in English, uh, speaks French. His native language is French. Please don't tell me in French it's the Ivory Coast. Come on, that would just be strange. Why does English call it Cote d'Ivoire? I think Maldives won. Whoa. There is a vote for London, though. And one for Sydney. Aroni. What's going on? Let's go Maldives. If you are just joining us, we are in the middle of taking a quiz to find out if we are a bagel or if we are a donut. And from what I can tell, donuts have a little bit more fun. They like to be out of the house a little more. They like to go to parties. A bagel might want to stay home a little more. They might feel a little shy if they go to a party. And we're trying to figure out, are we bagels or are we donuts? The next thing we have to do is pick a house. Okay. We can pick a house. This hopefully will help you a little bit with your English. Now, do we want a modern home? Or do we want a castle? Or do we want a tiny beach house? Or do we want a cabin? A cabin is a house. Let's bring this up a little closer. This is a house usually made from wood. That is usually what a cabin is. It's more not in the city, but more in the country. And when I mean country, I mean rural, rural. I have a video coming out probably Saturday on the most difficult words to pronounce in English. And guess what one of them is? Rural. Yeah, that just means not in the city. Do we go modern home? Do we go castle? Do we go tiny beach house? Or do we go cabin? Hmm. What do you think? I'll bring that picture up a little bit more. There you go. Do we want the modern home? Do we want the castle? Do we want the tiny beach house? Or do we want the cabin? Well, I see cabin. I see modern home. This might modern home. Cabin. Modern home. This is going to be a tiebreaker, right? Why not, a, why not a castle like Disney World? Freddie Wolf says, I don't know. Why not? Log cabin. It's another way to say it. We have a famous president in the United States named Abe Lincoln. And it's been said he grew up in a log cabin. I don't know. I think we might. Yeah, I think we might have to go cabin here. The last three. Brian says cabin. Regis says cabin. 
Maida says cabin. What do you think? Cabin? I think it's cabin. It was a close one, but I think it is cabin. Oh, dear. This next one. Which of these is the best school subject? Which of these is the best school subject? We have to pick. What did you have more fun doing at school? Was it lunch? Was it math? And you can see math involves a lot of numbers. In the United States, we say math. If you go to the UK, you will probably hear it called maths with an S, maths. Not that easy to say. Just, just speak American English. All you have to say is math. Well, that doesn't surprise me that Luke from Poland says math because he works with money. He's an economist, someone who works with money. He can be a banker, but he is an economist. Lunch. I eat lunch. Bing, wait, what? Radu, skipping school? That's what we call it in English when you don't go to school, not because you're sick, just because you don't want to go. That's skipping school. Radu, were you a school skipper? Were you a school skipper? Let's see here. Lunch, math, art, or science. I don't see many. For, well, I, I almost said I don't see many for science, but there is a vote for science. Maida. Hey, Patricio. Oh, you're most welcome. Art and science. I, I can only pick one. I can only pick one, Freddie. Lunch. Man, another one. Art and science. Lunch. Because there are no languages. How's my internet? I am getting a message that my internet is not good. Art. Lunch. Math. This is a tough one. I do not see. Ibrahim. How are you? Science. Science. Okay. Freddie's going with art. I don't know. Is it maths? Hmm. I am not. I'm not seeing consensus. Is that a new word for you? If most people agree, not everybody has to agree, but if most people agree on something, we can say we have come to a consensus. I don't think we have come to a consensus on this. I think maybe a little bit more science than the other ones. So I have to go with science, okay? I probably would have picked lunch. Like Danny said, there's no languages there. English is not one of them. So what do you say? Let's go science, I think. Yeah, I think science, okay? I hope I don't make anybody mad. I saw more sciences, more sciences. And finally, which pet do you want most? Uh-oh. In the United States, we often have a debate. Are you a dog person or are you a cat person? And we have both choices here. Dog 
I'm sure most people know dog in English, right? That's one of the first words you learn. Fish, probably know that one. Cat and uh, lizard. That's the one you might not know, but lizard. Is anybody picking a lizard for a pet? That's what a lizard is in English. So what are we picking? Dog, lizard, or cat? Dog, lizard, or cat? Whoa, I see a lot of dogs. Uh-oh, Harry says cat. Damn, Ibrahim, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. A rare midweek live lesson. Glad you could join. Dog, dog. In Florida, is it, it's common to have alligators as pets? No, I don't think so. There's a smiley face there, but no, it's illegal. It's illegal to keep a, an alligator as a pet. You can have a special like permit, we call it, a permit. I know a verb is to permit. There's a, different, there's a different way to say it. So a permit is a little piece of paper and the government says, hey, you can have this alligator. You can get a permit that permits you to keep an alligator. But for most people, it's illegal. Yeah, it's illegal. Looks like, looks like dog. And I would almost say, <coughs> excuse me, I would almost say overwhelmingly dog that is the winner but we do we just this cat person maybe maybe mr coyote lizard but yeah i think dog right come on oh another one for cat but i think oh freddie freddie says cat i think most people um math 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 because so you know probably maybe you don't i teach school i teach english at a school, and you would be amazed at how many people hate math. Hate math. Hate math. I do see more dogs than anything else. So I'm going to go with dog. And that is going to reveal if we are a cat person or if we are a dog person. Yeah, snakes. There are some Americans who like to have snakes. Some you can have without a permit. But if they are exotic, if they come from a different country, if they are exotic, you probably have to have a permit. Yeah, you could be eaten by an alligator. Yeah. Uh, my in-laws, my in-laws are my wife's parents. So my in-laws used to live in Louisiana and we went to a park. They had alligators there. It was pretty scary. Yep. Yes, it's exactly the same. The verb to permit is the same as allow. Yep. All right. I say we go dog here. And this is probably going to reveal we're donut. We are a donut. So let's look and see what that means, that we are a donut. And I think when we talk about this, there will be some new vocabulary words here for you. But the donut probably has a little more fun. So you're sweet. Well, that makes sense. Donuts are made with a lot of sugar. 
bubbly, bubbly. Have you ever heard that word before? Bubbly? Like think of bubbles and soda or Coke. You know how they're always like dancing around? If somebody is bubbly, they have a lot of energy. And if you want to describe someone who has a lot of energy, we could say that they are energetic, energetic. So let's take a look. That's the next word. You are sweet, bubbly, energetic, and kind to everyone around. Well, that's good. You'll never turn down the opportunity to have a good time. You love to have fun, wear bright clothes, and smile. You're an extroverted and optimistic person. Oh, dear. Extroverted and optimistic. I think those might be new words. So let's talk about them. Do you think that describes you? Are you bubbly? Do you have a lot of energy? Do you wear bright clothing? Let's take a look at some of these um, definitions that might be tough. So if somebody is optimistic, that describes people who think the future is good. They are usually positive people. If somebody is optimistic, they think the future is good. They're usually in a good mood. We also say they see the glass as half full. You probably have something like that in your language. If you think of a glass, well, I've got a bottle here. And it's not half. Let's pretend. Let me pull this up here. If somebody is optimistic and we have a bottle, well, let's say it's, it's right there. It's half full. You, I mean, it's halfway in between. You could say it's half full. That would be an optimist. Like, oh, that's a good thing. But we're going to talk about someone who is pessimistic. They would say, oh, that bottle's not half full. It's half empty. And see, empty isn't as positive as full. So if people are optimistic, we say they see the glass half full. The other side is pessimistic, is pessimistic, pessimistic. It's the opposite. So when they look at the future, they see only bad things. They're usually in a bad mood. They see the glass as half empty and not half full. If we did get, let me look at the comments here for a second, just in case somebody, a pessimistic person is well-informed, thinks, well, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, it depends, <laughs> it depends on where you live maybe. I know in parts of Europe, it is hard to be optimistic right now. That is for sure. But let's take a, one more look at the donut. So it says you're sweet, bubbly, energetic, and kind to everyone around. You'll never turn down the opportunity to have a good time. You love to have fun, wear bright clothes, and smile. You're an extroverted and optimistic person. I think we might have to talk about extrovert. Extrovert. So if you are an extrovert, 
Those are people who love being at parties. They love meeting new people. That's extrovert. Think of like outside, extra, like exit outside. They love meeting new people. They love going to parties. The opposite is an introvert. Someone who looks inside themselves, intro, intro, inside. And these people feel more comfortable being alone or in quiet places. Lots of information there. If I am going too fast for you, feel free to watch the replay, pause, take some notes. Now we did not get the bagel, but let's see what would happen if we got the bagel. So if we had the bagel, it would be the opposite of a donut. You would see that we would be more introverted. You chill, laid back. Okay, that's good. And you enjoy the simple things in life. You know, you don't need lots of money. You don't need fancy, rich cars. You love a good Netflix and chill and are usually super introverted. So Friday night comes around, you want to stay at home, watch Netflix, maybe with just one person, maybe not a whole bunch of people. However, that doesn't mean you like, you don't like letting loose, having fun. People know they can always rely on you in their times of need. So if you can rely on someone in a time of need, that means if somebody is having a bad day, you can cheer them up. If, I know, <laughs> I don't want to get too, uh, too political, but I'm just thinking about what's going on in Europe right now. But if you can rely on someone, it means they will help you out when you need it. So that last sentence, people know they can rely on you in their times of need. Let me say that quite a bit. In their time of need. All right. I was watching, I said, uh, French, uh, France 24 this morning, and they are talking about the, the upcoming election. Macron, right? Right. Oh, you're not, you're not gregarious. If somebody is gregarious, they are an extrovert. They love being out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I think, hmm, language learners can sometimes be introverts because to learn a language at the beginning, you have to spend a lot of time by yourself studying. So interesting. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad. Um, Hopefully some people will watch this again and practice shadowing. Let me, I don't know if I read the bagel one the best I could. So let me read it one more time, just in case somebody wants to practice shadowing bagel. Here we go. You're chill and laid back and you enjoy the simple things in life. You love a good Netflix and chill and are usually super introverted. However, that doesn't mean you don't like letting loose and having fun. People know they can always rely on you in their times of need. Hopefully that will work. Maybe you can 
replay that and practice shadowing. Thank you so much for joining me. I know there are a lot of English teachers on YouTube and you chose to spend some time with me. We've been here almost 40 minutes. All right. Thank you so much. I will try to do another live chat really soon. It won't be this Saturday. I will be out of town, but there should be an English lesson for you on Saturday if you want to watch it. So thank you so much, Luke. I know it's late over there in Poland. Cecilia, I think we're on the time same time zone, so not too late. I hope you have a good rest of the night. Whoa, bagel all the way. Netflix and chill. Yeah, I know Aroni knows that means something else. So Freddie, thank you so much. Harry, thank you so much. Regis, thank you so much. Fayez, I'll see you all a little later. Have a great night, great morning. Whenever you're watching this, have a great time. Adios, amigos. See you.